I love my grandkids. My grandkids helped me get through a lot of days. And uh, my one of my little grandboys, Jason, came over and Cheryl brought him over to spend a little time with me. And when he came over, I had my dress pants on, my good shirt, and, and uh, he drove up in the driveway and he said, What a mess! And he talking about all the leaves and everything that fell. The wind had blew down on my driveway. And he come on in the house. You've got a mess in the driveway. And so I got put on my work clothes. I said, well, I was just fixing to come out the yard. And he come out there and he, he, he got to smashing acorns with me. on his stomping acorns on the driveway. And he went home and his daddy asked him what he'd been doing. He said, me and Poppy's been smashing acorns. <laughs> what was so funny though he was helping me out in the yard you know and he'd come outside where I was working and uh, Cheryl asked him said don't you want to help Poppy no I want to help the other Poppy and she said that is him I took my hat off of my glasses and he said oh okay then <laughs> that boy's crazy but I enjoy that boy Every one of them, we have a good time with our kids. If you would, please turn to Psalms 40 this morning. Psalms 40. I've got a real blessing out of this psalm. However, every time I've ever read it, I read it. So this morning, I'd like to read it to you again. It's just a short psalm, but wonderful things are taught in it. Verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a hard pit out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings and has put a new song in my mouth even praise unto our God many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord bless that man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud nor such as turn aside to lies many O Lord my God are thy wonderful works which thou hast done and thy thoughts, which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offerings thou didst not desire. Mine ears as thou open. Burnt offerings and sin offerings as thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written to me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, Thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Withhold not thou tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. For immutable evils have compassed me about, mine iniquities have taken hold upon me, so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head, therefore my heart faileth me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to shame that wish me evil. Let them be desolate for a reward of their shame that say unto me, Aha, aha, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. 
Let such as love thy salvation say continually, Lord, be magnified, but I am poor and needy. Yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tearing, O my God. Heavenly Father, I ask you to bless the reading and studying of thy word to each one that hears today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I Like what Barry said, we need to pray for our president. We need to keep him in our prayers. I do not understand these crazy people that's uh, uh, texting out or whatever they do on Facebook and, and praying that God would even kill our president. I, I thought it was against the law for things like that to happen. And I don't understand it not being. But uh, for people to even say that against our president or do things. But uh, just pray for him and and the First Lady and the the ones that's sick there that's in charge of watching over us. I want God to heal them quickly. And we must pray about this election and uh, seek the Lord's wisdom in it. But keep it continuously before the Lord. Pray for my wife, if you would please, Mrs. Brown, several others that just need our continual prayer. Keep them before the Lord. And the Lord will take care of them. Now this morning, I know this psalm is primarily first to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, if you would please, sacrifice and offerings thou didst not desire. Verse 6, Mine ears have thou not opened. Burnt offerings and sacrifice, sin offerings thou, hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come in the void in the book of written me. That could be said of no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. It was Jesus who waited patiently for the Lord in verse 1. It was Jesus who said, Lo, I come in the volume uh, to do thy will in verse 7 and 8. It was Jesus who prayed, Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me in verse 13. But these verses also contain a wonderful illustration or description of God's ways of salvation. Now remember, the Bible says, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the ways are all the ways of death. Again, God says in Isaiah 55, verse 8, But my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, saith the Lord. And so, if a man is planning on going to heaven, he must go God's way or he's not going at all. Now, the condition of all unsaved people, what is the condition of man who has never came to Christ for salvation? Verse 2, the Bible says he's like a man who is in a horrible pit. What brought that to my attention several years ago? I was hunting when I was, oh, it's been 50 years ago now, not like it is up there now. It's all populated now with houses, but it used to be all woods. And I went way back in the, around the Gulf of Mexico up there and around Brooksville, down in that area, around Wickerwatchy Springs. We hunted all down in that area. And one day I was in the woods, way back in the woods there, and I come across this thing. It was a, it was a cement thing in the ground, and it was about eight foot across at the bottom, and it come up to the top to about two foot in the ground. And, and I, looked, I got to examine that thing, and then I found out later I got to inquiring, what, what are there? There were several of them in the woods that I found. It was where they used to bring the slaves and they would put them down in these things and keep them there uh, till they would come and got them. And I got to thinking to myself, 
that's what this word is talking about, a, a miry pit. And I remember learning some things about that pit that I looked at. Number one, in a pit there's darkness. Every unsaved person is in spiritual darkness. The Bible says a natural man understanding not the things of God. Why? Because they're spiritually blinded by Satan. Now, what do you think Jesus said, I am the light of the world? It's because all men are in darkness. The tragedy is found in John 3, verse 19. And this is a condemnation that light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. I'm going to tell you the truth, and I don't want to get off the message, but what's going on up there in Washington right now and uh, Pelosi and that bunch of... Uh, man, I just I, I don't understand how people think this day and time. I don't know how their minds work this day and time at all. And uh, she was saying the other day that she's praying for the president. I'm going to tell you right now, folks, I don't want to pray for me. Amen. She has no right with God. If she lives the life that she talked about, uh, she has to hear her prayers don't get more higher than a ceiling. And uh, what I'm trying to say, she's in darkness. And yet she thinks she's in light. She thinks she is all right. And what I'm trying to say is, uh, people are like that in the world. They're in darkness. And the Bible says, and this is the condemnation, the light has come in the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Can you imagine anyone wanting to stay in darkness in a dungeon? Sinners today are like that. Uh, they don't want to come to the light. Number two, in a pit there's despair. In the bottom of this pit I found it was miry clay. The prisoner had to tread on a, a perpetual quicksand, if you would please. As one foot was pulled out, the other sank further in. Isaiah 57 verse 21 says, There is no peace, says my God, to the wicked. Now listen, every man needs peace of mind. Every man needs peace of conscience. Peace of heart and soul. Peace with God. But apart from God and apart from Lord Jesus Christ, there is no peace. There's a continual struggle. In that pit I found there's death. This pit I saw was a filthy hole. Spiders and snakes were there. Other men's filth was there. There was nothing sanitary about that pit. Sin is also a disease and always gets worse. The very nature is to get worse and worse. Sin always begins small but grows. James 1 verse 15 says, Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Now, take a look. David says that a man in a prisoner pit is like that to a condition of the unsaved sinner. If you're not a Christian, you're there then. Notice the second thing is found in Psalms 40, the compassion of the Savior. First of all, notice David said, if you are in this condition, you cannot save yourself. Now, that pit that I found was built where you could not get out of it. No matter how you tried, the walls of it was uh, cemented in, and at the top, where the, I don't care how you tried, down you... It was, way over your head and there's no way that you could get out of it no matter how you try. Now notice that it's humanly impossible to get out of the pit then. I saw because the walls were shaped inward at the top, closed in. 
If anyone got out of these pits, it would have to be with the power of outside help. If any man's salvation, uh, they're going to have to get out of their sin. You know how it's going to have to be done? By the Lord Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved, not of yourselves. A man can't save himself. He has to be saved by the grace of God. Notice the cry of help. In verse 1, he heard my cry. Romans 10:13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you know the Bible says everybody has to begin to that same place? If you want to be saved, you have to say, Lord, save me. Salvation is personal. Salvation is delivered. God, save me. Lord, save me. Do you need saving in? You've got to call out for help. Notice, what happened when David called? The Bible says, the, He, God, inclined, reached down unto me. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. When Jesus literally died on the cross, He reached down His hand for me. I laugh at these people that said they are reaching up to God for salvation all the time. They're talking about they reached up to God. They called unto God. And uh, uh, no, God reached down to you. Amen. You can't get up to God. When Jesus literally died on the cross, then He reached down to you. Verse 1 also says, And He heard my cry. Now, if you call... Jesus will hear you. You know what God's only thing God's ever asked a sinner to do? Call upon me. Listen. Psalms 50 verse 11. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will answer thee. There is nobody that's ever called on Jesus that Jesus did not answer them. Verse 2. And he brought me up. Now, notice how intimate that is. He and me. Only Jesus can bring a person out of sin then. There's a Chinese proverb which describes how a man fell into a deep pit and they're groaning and helpless. Soon Confucius came along, that great teacher of China passed by, seeing the man said to him, How foolish of you to fall in there. I am truly sorry for you. Let me give you this advice. If you ever get in this pit... Don't fall in. If you ever get out of this pit, don't fall in again. Later, a Buddhist priest from India passed by, and he said, "Poor fellow creature, if you can struggle halfway out, I could reach you and lift you out." Then Jesus, the Lord, passed by, and hearing the man's groans, he had compassion on him and said, "I love you, and I give myself for your salvation." And he stooped down and lifted the man up, saying, See, I have saved you. Go and sin no more. That's a wonderful picture of salvation. Then I want you to know the completeness of salvation. David tells us four things enjoyed by those who have been brought up out of the miry clay of the pit. Number one, their safety. Listen, he set my feet upon a rock. That's safety. From a miry clay... From a sinking sand to a solid rock. Did you know that Jesus is our rock? Jesus is our safety. John 10, verse 28 through 29 says, As many of my Father gives in my hand, no man can pluck them out of my Father's hand. That's safety. Amen. The second thing you'll see is strength. Psalms 40, verse 2, He established 
my goings. Someone says, uh, like I said before, I was saved. If I accept Christ as my Savior, can I hold out to the end? Did you know what I found in the Bible? I don't do the holding out. Jesus does the holding out. Amen? Jesus can hold on to you. You're saved by His grace. Uh, then you find singing, verse 3, And He hath put a new song in my mouth. And you even praise unto our God. One of the benefits of being saved from sin is you got a song to sing. Jesus saves. Amen? And your sins are forgiven. You have peace with God. And now you can sing a new song. I love to shop. I used to hate shopping. My wife always shopped for us. But since she's been incapacitated with everything she's got going on in her body right now, I have to do all the shopping. And now I got where I like it because I do love to aggravate people. <laughs> I just do. It's just, and you know, I find somebody just in the grocery store grumbling and carrying on about something. I say, hey, it's a good day, ain't it? You know, I just I just love to have... And it, just yesterday I was in the grocery store and, and talking to a person and, and uh, my... I had bought some hamburger buns, and you know those little strips you put on the thing to separate your food from everybody else's food? Well, somehow or another, my hamburger bun fell over the other guy's part. And the lady said, are these yours or are these here? I said, let him pay for it. I'll just eat from them. Amen? Hey, he said, now, I could do that, but I'd have to get some of your hamburger meat. And we both sat there and laughed and carried on. And he, I said, it's sort of like a fellow that said to me when I said, Sir, have a good day. And uh, he said, don't tell me what to do. And the lady said, did he really tell you that? I said, yes, he did. But I made his day. Amen. Right. And so what I'm trying to say, you know the Christians got a song in their heart. You know, I'd be a sad sack all the time. Man, I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. I'm glad I'm not in that Mary Clay anymore. Then you have service. Uh, verse 3, Many shall see it and trust in the Lord. Now, when a sinner really gets saved, and you have a new song, and, and people will notice it then. Now, the question is, are you different? Have you been lifted out of the mighty clay, out of my pit? Can you and people see Jesus in you? Have you trusted fully in Him? Let me give you this illustration. And I won't be long, but I, I, years ago when I was first started in the masonry business, I was in the union, and I was building manholes over there where the same street that the uh, Buck Stadium is on now. And some of those manholes in the middle of the street is eight and ten foot deep. And at the bottom, they would be like four or five foot across, and I'd go uh, lay brick around and around and around and coming up, and at the top it'd come up to two foot, two foot. And I'd lay those brick around, and he had to plaster up the inside of it smooth, where the water'd flow through there and everything good. But you know, I build that track, and I couldn't get out there. I was down in there, and I done laid the brick out, and there's no way I could get out. And there's a big old fellow worked for me that mixed mud for me and things. And he would hand me down the mud and everything. And you know how I got out of there? He reached down in there and grabbed me by the hand. He's a one-hour man, the strongest man I ever met in my life. 
But he, he reached down in there and grabbed me by the hand, picked me up, and set me right on the ground. That's how I got out of there. One of them things. I'd, I'd go from one next to the next. I'd go to the next. I'd get out of there and build a thing in there. There I was down in there. Couldn't get out myself. He'd come up there and said, I got you now. But then he reached down in there, grabbed me by the hand, just lift me up, set me out, and we're going down the road to the next one. You know what I think about every time I think about that? And I think about that a great deal. How wonderful it is that God reached down one day and grabbed me by the hand and lifted me up. Set my feet on the solid ground and keep me going all day long. Amen. And I got a song in my heart. I got joy in my heart because I know I've been redeemed by the Lord. And you know what? I don't worry about losing my salvation. I don't worry about every little bit of detail in life. Do you know where peace is? It's not worrying about every little detail. I watch some people and they claim to be saved and I believe they are saved. But they're worried about how you dress, how your hair is just right. I mean, you know, you come to church, you got to look right. you got to act right. you got to do right. everything got to be just right because you're a Christian. You know where your peace is with the Lord? I really don't care. i got it right in here. i got my heart right with the Lord. And, and I don't mean that in disrespect. I do care what people think of me. I, I care with all my heart. But down in my heart, you can't condemn me. I'm a child of God. Amen? If I make a mistake, so what? Hey, I'm still a child of God. And get over it. So what I say to everybody, every once in a while, somebody will get mad with me. There's a man got mad with me several years ago. He wouldn't even speak to me. And you know, one day I saw him on the street, me and him got to talking, and I said, he said, you know, I still got hard feelings. I said, get over it. Amen? Amen. I got over it. I don't have no hard feelings. I don't even think about you. I don't even think about those old times. I don't want to go back there. I don't want all that mess. Get over it. Let's go. Amen? I want to live a good life. I want to enjoy life. And the way you do it, Psalms, to realize that you was in a mire clay. You was in a mire clay in a hole that you couldn't get yourself out. And God reached down in the pit of sin and lifted you up by His grace and set your feet on solid rock and keeps me going. And He just keeps me going. I saw my bunny on TV yesterday. You know that pink bunny? Bam, bam, bam. I got one. I got me a little one. And he runs all over the place. (laughs) You put one of them batteries in and away he goes. Amen. And that's the way I feel sometimes. I feel like that pink bunny. But you know what I liked about him yesterday? I was it. He beat a hole right in the drum. Man, they done got some good batteries now. He, bam! He drove by. That's the way I feel every morning I get up. I want to keep going like that pink bunny. I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. I want to get stronger every day for the Lord and just keep on going. God's good. Listen, you got to be a sad sack because you're a Christian. Be happy. God's good. Amen? Glad I'm saved, aren't you? By the way, all you have to do to be saved, look up. Jesus is looking down for you. Ask Him to save you. Say, Lord, help me. I can't help myself. Lord, save me. I can't save myself. Lord, reach down your hand for me and get me, Lord. He'll do it. Amen? Stand. Father, 
thank you for your grace. Thank you for your kindness.